November. And before we get started into this, I, I'm, there's just so many things that I'm thankful for, but I, I just kind of wanted to share. You have those pictures available that I sent? I, I, I want you guys to see some things. I, I, just, I don't know why I wanted to do this, but I want to share with you. This was some of our trip to Missouri that we had last week. And, and, and uh, I, I was sitting there and, and I'm sitting in a tree stand and I have two bucks down here fighting. I don't know if you guys can see this or not. There's two deer there. That are, that are fighting with each other, and, and um, I was just so grateful to be able to experience some of the things that God has allowed me to do, and so I just wanted to share some things with you and go through some photographs here. We'll just go through these, some of the pictures I've taken. This is sitting on a tree stand also. Oh, and stay on that one for just a second. The memories, th this tree limb right here, about right there where all that knot is at. That has a knot there because a number of years ago, my daughter shot at a buck standing right there, and she hit the tree limb instead of the deer. And so I'm sitting there, and now every year I go back, and I can just remember the, the time sitting in that stand with my daughter and, and enjoying that. And so we'll, there's a this is a meadow, and, and I'm sitting in a tree blind right here, and, and this is a, a meadow, and there, there's 80 acres in Missouri that my grandfather, years ago, he bought this 80 acres for $800 and a cow and gave this 80 acres to me. And so we, uh, so I sit here a lot and, and meditate and, and obviously wait for, for Big Louie to come out. And no offense, little Louie, wherever he's at, we just... But go on to the next one. Here's the, the big field. And, you know, one of these days we can see this little valley coming down through here. I want to put in a pond. And, and one of these days we get all this done. And anybody in Platte Valley who ever wants to take a vacation to Missouri, they can go and have 80 acres to enjoy. And so we'll just keep going through these. And I, I just wanted you to, to see some of the things that I've been able to experience. <clears throat> That's my panoramic view. That was taken in August. That's why it was so green at that time. These are some other things that I'm very thankful for. My wife and my daughter. My eldest son. My middle son. Friends. Blank space. Is that it? All right. I would have shown you a picture of a dead deer. <clears throat> like I said, deer 12, hunter zero. So, but, uh, you know, I, I showed you all of that because I, I was. I was sitting there this year, and I didn't have the blind that, that was there, but I was sitting up there on that, that uh, a tree line, and, and you can sit on that tree line, and, and you can see the 80 acres. You can... You know, there's a lot of rolling hills, timber, and ditches and things you can't see, but you're just sitting there and, and watch the sun come up behind my back, and then later that day, you watch the sun go down and was able to watch turkeys out there in the field and watch, the, watch a little buck chase a doe around because they're coming into rut right now and, and uh, being able to watch all of that. And, and then the, the quietness 
You know, I'd been preaching on all the noise of the world, and, and it, it was so quiet. One evening when we were sitting there, I heard a train whistle. And I, you know, out here you don't think anything about it. But I started giving thought to that. That train was 20 miles away. Where, and it was just so quiet. And Tyler even sent me a text, you know, Dad, it's just so quiet today. And, and I'm thinking, you know, Lord, thank you. Thank you for just all the blessings and the things we get to experience and, and uh, what, what a joy it has been to, to see what God has done in our lives and allowed us to have. And, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, too. I, uh, going back there, I, I enjoy going back there, but the, the one thing that I have such a hard time with is there's just not a church like ours. And you go back and, and you... You just miss your church family, and, and uh, I was so grateful that sitting out there in the middle of, of that 80 acres, and I could draw up on my phone, and, and I could watch the live stream services, and, and in the evenings, I was sitting in the, that Wednesday evening, at, uh, because we're an hour different, you know, I was able to sit there, and, and I watched the uh, Wednesday night service, and... and uh, it was kind of bad because I need to get an app on my phone where I can watch the live stream on half of the phone and watch all of the security cameras on the other phone, other side, so that I can see what everybody's doing at the same time. You know, I'm, I'm just one of those nosy characters, you know. And, and, uh, but I'm just so thankful for our church family and was so thankful to watch Tony get up and lead music on a Wednesday night and, and, and uh, Greg uh, uh, pray, and, and Todd was doing the service, and, you know, on Sunday morning to be able to watch Chris, who was leading the music, and, and, and you know, Pastor West comes in and preaches, and everything moves on, and, and, and the, the group that we had last Sunday, the group we have today, and just all the outreaches, there is just so much to be thankful for. And so as I was giving thought to that, and then thinking about this theme, and I'm like, Lord, I'm overwhelmed. There, there is so much that, that we ought to be thankful for, and, and so that's what we're going to do. We'll, we'll be in Psalm 100 and, and looking at this, and, and first of all, though, if we are, are truly going to have this, this uh, uh, heart of thankfulness and, and truly have the attitude of thankfulness, then first of all, we need to thank Him for being our Savior. And if you don't know him as your Savior, then you, you really, truly don't understand what I'm going to talk about because, but, because your heart's just not in the right place yet. And, and I pray that first and foremost that, that you would understand that Jesus Christ loves you and that he showed us, he, he's not one that just says, yeah, I love you. He showed us that he loves us by dying for us. He's the one that took the bullet. He's the one that, that, that took the wrath of God and, and, and placed it upon him. And he said, uh, and, 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 and really he did in his, own, in, in his own infinite mind as Jesus went to that cross. He's looking at God the Father and he's telling him, God, I'm doing this for Shannon who who's going to be born in 1968, and, and he's going to be living in some podunk little uh, place in the country out by a little town of Spickard, Missouri, that nobody here except Steve and Janice know where it's at. And, and, and to, to be able to, 
to understand that they, I, I, I'm dying for him and I'm, and I'm taking the, your wrath upon me for him. And, and I, I'm so grateful that, that I was in a church that Norris Ramsey preached the gospel that morning and, and it was that time that, that, I, that I realized in my mind and in my heart that, Lord, I'm a sinner and, and, and I need a Savior because I can't save myself and, and there's no way I'm ever going to be in the presence of God and, and truly have what you want for me until I, I come to this point where humble myself and, and call upon you to be my Savior. Jesus died on that cross not only for me but for you. And then he showed us the power of God in that he rose that third day where God is showing us that he's satisfied with the, the sacrifice that was made and that, that that work that was done on the cross when Jesus Christ, the perfect Son of God, God himself, when he went to that cross and he died for the sins of the world and, and God looked at him and watched him die and, and during that time of darkness, he, he placed his wrath of, of because God is a holy God God is a righteous God, and God cannot be in the very presence of sin at all. And, and when we are in heaven, it is a sinless perfection that, that we will finally see because God is perfect in everything. And, and so knowing that, that, that He can't allow us in in our sin-ridden state, and that, that uh, otherwise then He wouldn't be God and He wouldn't be perfect, but He is. And so He sends His Son to die and shows us that He's satisfied with what has been done. And, and here we see and we know and understand that that has been accepted and that in this work of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and He's ascended into heaven today that those who will call upon Him and trust in Him with their heart and say, Lord, it's as simple as saying, God, save me. He will. He will. And I pray that everybody here has done so. I pray that everyone here, in your heart, you have trusted and accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And when you do that, He gives you eternal life. Oh, and what a joy that is. And oh, how thankful we can be in knowing Christ is our Savior. And so I pray and, and, I, and I ask you that question, have you trusted Christ? Get rid of the pride. Get, get rid of the, the issues in your life, thinking, well, I need to clean up things before God can take me. God's going to take you right where you are, and He will change you. You don't need to be worrying about changing yourself. God will change you. And you allow Him to do so, and first and foremost, you call upon Him to be your Savior. And then, after you know Him as your Savior, then you can have that thankfulness that we're talking about then you can truly be thankful in your heart. And, and, and here, what, what I'm going to do over the next four weeks, I'm preaching one point of this message. And so each Sunday will be the next point. So there will be four points to this message. The, the point today is that it's an action of the heart. If we're truly to have the thankfulness that God wants us to have, then it needs to take place from the heart needs to be something that is settled in our hearts, and, and here is where it stems from. And, and so we see, first of all, in this action of the heart, that, that, that uh, one of the first uh, uh, aspects of this is the, the shouting that it brings about. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, 
all ye lands. I, I, I love making a joyful noise unto the Lord, and that's what it means to shout. And, 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 and it's to the point of, of, of where it's an impulse from the heart that wells up, and you just, you just got to say something. And, and, and that's what he's telling us. And, and yes, we sing. And, and so I, I had you guys come and sing today for a couple of reasons. First of all, I love the song. Secondly, I love to hear men sing that song. It just is one of those songs that, but, but thirdly, I, I wanted you to understand that, that we come here, we're, look, we're not here to, to perform, we're, we're not here to, to impress everybody with our, with our abilities. Look, we're all the same when it comes to comparing ourselves to perfection. There is nobody here that's faring very well. But we come and, and we want to sing and, and, and express from a heart of, of thankfulness. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that, that when, when, uh, when God is in it, that little is much. And, and we can be so thankful and knowing. And, and Lord, I just want to tell you how much that, that I thank you and praise you. And, and so here, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout unto Him and, and, and praise Him. And, and now you understand more why I love when we come into the church house that, that I, I don't, look, I, I don't want it to represent a morgue at all. You know, and, and I've been into some churches where you walk in, you're thinking, who died? And then you hear the preacher preaching, you're thinking, he did. And everybody listening to him. You know, and, and, and you just, it, it ought to be an exciting place. And there's, there's nothing uh, heretical about that. There's nothing offensive about that. But it truly ought to be who we are. We ought to come with a joyful heart and exuberance in our lives. And, and Lord, thank you. And today is your day. And, and I want to thank you for who you are. And, and I want to praise you for all the things that you're doing and, and make a joyful noise unto him. And then he says, all ye lands. You ever given thought to this? I, 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 I guess I've never really thought about it a lot until Facebook and the social media, but my, my wife thinks I'm crazy, but I've made friends with preachers all over the world. I have no idea who they are. They're probably ISIS, and they're trying to find out information on me, but until then, I'm going to enjoy it. But there, there's this guy that Reuben is his first name, and, and, and I think he's the real deal, but he's in the Philippines. And, and he preaches, and he goes into the jails, and, and he rides his little moped, and, and, and you know, that's how he travels because fuel is so expensive over there and, you know, and all of that. And, and, and his service on a Sunday morning is at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday for us. And now I know that for 40-some years, Teresa's uncle, Gaylor, was a missionary in Australia. And he was on the west side of Australia, and I think that they were about 16 hours ahead of us. I, I made the mistake of miscalculating I called him one time at two in the morning and he wasn't very appreciative of that but anyway um, <clears throat> but I, I got to thinking about this and he says make make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands you ever given thought that there's almost like a 24-hour period all over this world on a Sunday that God is being honored and glorified worshiped and magnified and praised I mean that's amazing to me to think that 
when I drive in early in the morning on a Sunday and praying to God that, that God is already in, in this world that He has created. He's been sitting upon His throne and He's been listening to these hymns and, and songs that people are singing to a, uh, uh, singing their adoration to Him and, and He's been using His Word to work in the lives of other believers and, and, and people are trusting Christ and families are getting right with God and, and, and we see all of this and for this this entire 24-hour period on this globe, we, we see that God is being honored and glorified and how we need to take our part and, and now is our time to give it to Him and, and praise Him and honor Him and glorify Him and make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands, all the earth. Oh, how we need to be shouting and, and praising Him and worshiping Him and giving Him the honor and the glory that only He deserves. And so we... Shout out to Him. And so we do praise Him. I never want us to, to, to come in on a service and, 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 and be sad and dejected, but come in and, and we are worshiping the Creator of the world, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And so let us worship Him together. And let's shout out to Him and, and, and just let it well up from inside our heart and praise Him. But then secondly, we see another command in verse 2, serve Him. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. And so secondly, that, that all of these are commands that He's given us also. And so now we shout unto Him and we are making a joyful noise and now we serve the Lord and that is something that we come and, and, and we come into this service and, and we come to, to worship Him. We come in to serve Him. We come in to, 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 to talk to someone that, that you look and, and you watch them when they come in and by their body language you're seeing that, man, they just look like they're having a hard time and, and you walk up beside them and you, and you talk to them and encourage them or maybe you sit them down in a seat somewhere and pray with them and or you take them out to dinner sometime and, and find out more about them and, 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 and strike up a friendship and an accountability with each other and you, you are investing your time in each other and that's all a part of serving God as we are serving others as we go and, and, and the funerals that we have done. Man, Gary Norris calls this the Funeral Baptist Church. And this year, I'm telling you, this year has been demanding. And I feel it. And I, I'm sure those that come and, and serve in that kitchen and, and serve the families, it, it weighs heavy on you too. It does weigh heavy. I, I, I've had people all the time, how do you do it, Pastor? How do you handle the dealing with the death? I mean, he, here we are. We're celebrating Olga having gone to, uh, to heaven, and we have that funeral service. And then just a few hours later, Pastor Wes and I are standing at a hospital bed and watching a young lady who's getting ready to, to, to go into the presence of the Lord. And, and, and you're, you're asked the question, how do you deal with that? And, well, you're just thankful for our Savior, and you're thankful for the promise of eternal life because, believe me, as you get older and, and as I've served more and more in this ministry, and, and, and especially after all the funerals this year, I want you to know that death is inevitable. And we need to be prepared for that. And we need to understand that, that there, this, this world, all it does is offer us heartache and grief and, and stress and hard times. But, but oh, praise the Lord, I'm just a sojourner here and, and I'm looking forward to the day when, when my citizenship will be full and it will be in heaven. 
And oh, how we need to praise Him and worship Him and, and serve Him with a, with a heart that, that wants to serve Him to work and to labor. And, and look, those guys that are doing that wrestling, that's a labor of love. I mean, you're talking, they're, they're giving two days a week out of their, their lives and for two and a half to three hours or four hours uh, every, every uh, practice and, and they're investing their lives into those children's lives and, and it's far more than just for a sport. It's far more than that. It's to invest into those children. And, and look, if, if, if you guys, if you have, you have abilities and you have knowledge in wrestling, they need help. Come out and help and, and serve the Lord with your abilities that you have. You might think you walked out of high school and thought, well, that's just a waste. I know how to wrestle, so what? Well, now use it to reach other kids and show them and tell them about Christ and see how God can use you in that also and to work and to labor. It doesn't mean that you just come and, and, and you're just a knot on a log somewhere, but you're actually investing your time in, in what God wants you to invest in, and it is people. It is always people. Every time I've been on a deathbed and, and watched somebody that, that is coming close to that time where, where this life on earth is ended, the only thing that is mattering to them are the people around them. Every time. Every time. Invest in that which is important those that God has placed in your way. And never forget that. Oh, our families are blowing up around us because we're getting lost in all the noise of the world. And, and oh, how we need to come back and, and we just need to serve the Lord with all that we have. And we serve Him with gladness. This gladness is a joy and a happiness that, that comes from inside. It, 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 it's a... It's a joy, an inward joy, and a sacred festivity. It's something that God gives you that nothing in this world can ever give nor ever take away. It's a joy that we serve Him because we love Him. Why else would we do some of the things that we do? We do it because we love God. And that's what He's given us to do as we serve Him. I love this next one too. Come before his presence with singing. I'm sorry, that's probably not in your notes, so you're going to have to change it up a little bit. I messed up my message and gave Teresa, anyway, it's not in there. So this is letter C, is the third one is come. This is also an imperative command. Come before his presence with singing. You know what the word come has? I'll give you a picture of it. Back in our home when I was growing up, and I should have put a picture of that up there on the screen too. The, the house that I grew up in was built in 1862. Steve and Janice saw it, took a nice picture of it too. And so, but um, we, had a, we had a back door. Back door came into a little back porch, and on that back porch, that's where we had a, a freezer, and, and we had a wood box because we burned a lot of, we burned wood, and, and uh uh, we just kept the downstairs heated. Upstairs, you were on your own. I used an electric blanket, and there were many times in the winter when I'd take a glass of water, and, and it would have ice over the top of it when you'd wake up in the morning. We didn't even have a hole in the floor to let the heat rise. Uh, they wanted to keep it downstairs. You, Like I said, you were just on your own. It really got warm one day when my electric blanket caught on fire. 
that makes for an interesting time. And so, but we had a back porch, and, and on that back porch, on, on the outside door, and then on the inside, we, on the inside porch door, we had, a, we had a glass door, an old one, but we also had a screen door on it too. Just an old screen door. All it was was all screen, little frame around it, and then it just had a spring on it about this long. We didn't even have a closure on it. You just had a spring on it. And every once in a while, it'd break, and you'd just stretch a little more and screw it back into the door, you know? But, but you know, you'd walk in, and that's how you'd come in, because you'd walk in on the back porch, had to take off your muddy boots out there, and then you could walk into the house so it wasn't tracking everywhere, and you'd just hear that door, eep, boom, you know, and then it'd shut, you know? You know somebody was there because you hear the door, yep, and boom, you know, and then it closed. And, and, and everybody, everybody knew. You just come on in. There, there wasn't any knocking or, you know, you just walk in. Our neighbors were there. They would come, and, and the, the dog would raise a holy cane, you know, and somebody would come in, you know, and, and you know somebody was there, and they just come in, and, and, and you just enjoyed it, and that's the way it was. You just were always welcome, and and my grandmother lived with us too. And, and so you come in, you, you might as well plan you're going to eat. And so whether, I don't care if you would eaten 30 minutes before, you're going to eat. And so, uh, and you're going to eat one of the meals with us. And that's just the way it was always. And, and so you just came in and you're just always welcome. And, and you, so you come in, you kick your shoes off and you walk in and, and you're home. Well, that's what he's saying here. Come before his presence was singing. Your home. Come before his presence. That, that Old Testament word of presence means to be face to face. Face to face. Oh, how God wants that and yearns for that in our hearts and our lives to, to be able to come home and, and, and be at home with him and, and to, to understand and, and honor him and reverence him for who he is as God our Father and, and the, the creator of the world, but, but He also wants you to know that He is our Father when we know Him as our Savior and that we are welcome to come to Him at any time. Even if you're a prodigal, you can come home today. And you can walk through that door and come into His presence with singing, with singing, with exuberance with a joy in your heart, a heart of thankfulness and joy and exultation, we come into His presence. And then we also can be satisfied with a satisfaction that He gives us in verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. That word know has the idea of confess. Acknowledge. Realize and understand that the Lord, He is God. Do you also know that when in, in, in our King James Version, I don't, I don't know about all the other translations, but in the King James Version, Lord is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's, talking, that's, that's a word that they did not speak in the Hebrew. It was only a printed word. And it, meant, and it was Yahweh, Jehovah. And Jehovah represents Jesus of the Old Testament. Whenever you see that given, then you know that he's talking about the second person of the Trinity. That's Jesus the Son. And here we see all through this one, we are to be praising and thanking Jehovah, our Savior, the Messiah, 
the anointed one, Jesus himself. And here we see that we need to know that Jesus, he is God. Oh, and we acknowledge that he is that hath made us and not we ourselves. Look, there isn't any such thing as a self-made man. You might think that all you want and think that you're the one that's brought you to where you are and and maybe you, you can think it all day long, but you are only still alive today by the grace of God and His mercy and wanting you to understand that you need to come to Him humbly in a humble heart and trust Him as your Savior before time is up. Because He's made us and not we ourselves. I love this. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. He tells us in John 1.12 that those that believe on His name that we, we become, we have the privilege of becoming and have the power of the sons of God. We become a part of the family of God. And so what a joy it is to know that He is our Father. We're his people in the sheep of his pasture, and we always will be. It is a satisfaction that only God can give. He also gives us the idea of being secure. Look at verse 4, and and here in verse 4, he he gives us three commands with this being secure. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That word enter is the same word that's used earlier in verse 2 of come. So just like you're coming home and and you enter into his courts, into his gates with thanksgiving. You come into his courts with praise. And you be thankful unto him. And, and so here, uh, to, to be thankful is also a, a uh, command. And it means to praise, to throw. And so we are to be thankful and telling others about who Jesus is, and thankful about Him being our Father. Thankful for all the things that He does in our hearts and in our lives. And and oh, how we ought to be thankful. Do you you understand, realize, and see what we're doing here? We're, We're going to be walking in a world today where there is nobody thankful for anything anymore. And everybody thinks they deserve everything. And and we as believers understand that the only thing that we truly deserve is an eternity in hell because of who we are. And instead, God has given us everything that we could possibly ever need in this life. And then He gives us something even better in eternity with Him in heaven. And oh, we enter into His courts with praise and be thankful unto Him and bless His name. That, that, that picture of bless means to kneel down and adore who He is. Oh, how we ought to kneel down and adore who our God is and how humbling it ought to be that He would choose to even give us the opportunity to trust Him as our Savior. And He does. And He saves us. And He gives us all that we would ever need. Know oh, how thankful we ought to be. Let us praise Him. Let us give Him thanksgiving. Let us bless His name. And why? Because of the steadfastness that He is. For the Lord is good. Whatever is good, it comes from God. You ever thought of that? Not only is God love, but God is good. Everything good is from God. 
everything because God is good. His mercy is everlasting. I, I can't understand his mercy. I mean, I, there, there, are, there are times in my life where I've, I've watched someone or whether it be on television or some crime that they've committed or whatever, and you think, there is no mercy for this character whatsoever. I have no time for this guy. He, he'd be in all kinds of trouble if it was left up to me. But God continues to show his mercy. He's good, and he's kind, and it's everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. You know, there are people all over this world trying to find truth. Now, they, I, I've heard people use this out of context, and I, I heard, a, heard a radio announcer say this, the truth will set you free. It will. But what's the truth? More, a, a more specific question, who is truth? Jesus. Jesus is truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. And so we understand the truth will set you free, but the truth is Jesus. Jesus is the one who sets us free, and it is everlasting. He is here for every generation. He will save any who call upon him. He gives us the truth of his word, steadfast, sure, for all generations. And so we worship him. So let's make a joyful noise. Let's serve him. Let's come before his presence. Let's know that he is Lord. Let's enter into his gates. And let's praise him and be thankful and bless his name. And let us be thankful and steadfast because he is good. Let us not only be thankful through the month of November, but let us wake up every day with a thankful heart for what God is doing and for who he is. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for all five verses of Psalm 100. A small psalm, but such a tremendous, tremendous lesson that is given to us. Lord, let us worship you with a thankful heart. Let us praise you and bless your name. Let us humbly bow to your power. Let us always exclaim your mercy and your grace. And Father, I thank you. I pray you work in the hearts of each one who's here today. I pray you help us to go out of here today challenged to be thankful for who you are and what you do. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I do want